I feel like social media, it's, it's fake. The way I'm talking right now, you're not going to see me talking like this on social media. You're going to be like, hey, man, what's up? Where the hoes at? Da, 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 da. Where are the hoes at? <laughs> they on my Instagram. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Wild Truth. I have a special guest. He's funny. He's badass. He's cool as hell. He got nice Ladies skin. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about his skin. I haven't touched his skin, but he he claims <laughs> nice skin. Uh, welcome, King Batch. Yeah! <laughs> that, that was too loud. Yeah! Buddy, I love this fucking energy on a Sunday afternoon. Come on now. All right, so a lot of people don't know. Um, I love this guy, not only because he's so great with his social media skills and he blew up blew up on you know all the platforms, but he's also a hardworking stand-up comedian. Mm -hmm. And you come to the club and you grind and you hit that stage, dude, and you're funny. And and I don't know how the world really still like knows so much about you as a stand-up comedian. Yeah, yeah. Um, been doing stand-up since 2010. Uh, it was actually the first thing I started doing before the internet, before the movies, all of that. Because they say, like, back in the day, remember how the format was? It was like, you go, you do stand-up, you get discovered, then you get a sitcom, and then it's then you do the movies, right? Like, that's how the format used to be. But then ever since the internet came out, that format, it changed. Like, yeah. it completely changed. Now it it's like, you have to make your own opportunities. That's the way you get discovered, by, by building a fan base. So yeah. And you kind of figure that out before so many people. Yeah. Before so many comedians, stand-up right. comedians. Like, yeah. you figure it out. Ah, here's a platform because you know a lot of stand-ups, including myself, we were too cool to do the the, the sketches and then the, the raw like just you know uh, just phones or like you know why why do you think that was Be because because we thought that ah, these kids are just you know acting was so big and and you were established comedian you show up to an audition and you you go out for a sitcom or something. At the time, we're talking about over 10 years ago, mm -hmm. to do a sketch all choppy on your phone in front of your fans wasn't the, wasn't like hip. Right. You guys made it hip. You being one of the main pioneers of this whole movement. Yeah. You guys made that shit cool. Right. You guys made everybody go, uh, what? Why the fuck didn't we do this? You know what's crazy? It's like, it's like there's little... There's little hints and whispers going around, right? There's always hints and whispers, whether it be a new app, whether it be a new TV show, a new movie, a new uh, invention, whatever it is. Like, you know, we discovered water on Mars. Like, it's there's little hints. Like, we don't, we're like, all right, whatever. But, like, in 100 years, 50 years, whatever, we may be living on Mars, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how I look at it. There's always, like, little hints going about. And when I was in college, the do you know Donald, you know Donald Glover? Yep, Childish Gambino? Of course, yep. So... I was watching his YouTube channel. It wasn't a huge YouTube channel back then. And uh, they were making these comedy sketches. And I was like, oh, every they'll get like 100,000 views here. Maybe one would get a million views. And it wasn't a huge thing. But then I, I started watching his career path. So he went from doing the skits on YouTube, which was 2008. Crazy, right? 2008, 2009, doing those to he moved to New York and he was writing on 30 Rock. So in my mind, I was like, oh, wow, he did these and I'm in Florida, right? So there's no access mm -hmm. to any Hollywood, anything. So I'm like, he did these skits, and now he's writing on a, a big TV show called 30 Rock. And then after 30 Rock, then he's on the show Community, and he's starring. He's acting in the show Community. I was like, yo, so this guy went from YouTube to writing on 30 Rock, used the leverage from writing on 30 Rock to then acting in his show Community, which was, they don't even, they probably didn't even know he had his own YouTube channel. So he grinded, he did all of that just to get to Hollywood. So I was like, wow. So I saw that happen in 2008. So I started like thinking, okay, this is what I need to do. But there was still that format of you still need to do stand up, right? So I started doing stand up and I started in Miami. Then I moved out to LA and then uh, I tried to do the YouTube thing, but it was too expensive, like making those YouTube videos. I was just going to get there. Mm -hmm. And now before we get into the stand up stuff, but right here, even him, he used to do these polished sketches. Yeah. And the word polished. I think when you say why was this, why comedians, it was just, it was an era where um, actors, comedians, 
thought or the, the, the understood scenario was you got to do something really high quality to put it out there. Otherwise I'm going to look like a loser. Mm -hmm. That was the thing. And yeah. then, and then all of a sudden, really you guys started just saying, no, we're just going to be funny. And no matter what it is, we'll chop it up and we're going to do whatever we think is funny. Exactly. And, and, and a lot of comics looked and they go, oh, these are overacting. This is, this is not cool. This is, I'm going to look terrible. This is not acting. They started judging. I don't know if you remember. But that's what it is. Like the, every platform has its own type of acting. You have to know, you have to, you have to know what each platform has. Like Vine acting, overacting because you have six seconds. To, to tell a message, to tell a story. You can't tell a story. You got to be over the top. You got to do it. Boom. Vine acting is different from YouTube acting. YouTube acting is different from sitcom acting with the three camera setup. Sitcom acting, sit, sitcom comedy is different from uh, single, com, single cam comedy, mm -hmm. like The Office mm -hmm. and da da da. You mm -hmm. see it's more subtle, mm -hmm. more grounded, which is different from comedy acting in movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. You have to understand yeah. all those different acting styles are, are different on each platform. Yep. And the people who don't see that or don't know how to adapt, those are the ones that fall out. And that's why a lot of um, social media actors couldn't translate because they didn't know how to take the, the social media acting and translate it to the traditional acting, mm -hmm. you know? It, I mean, there, there was not such an understanding. Right. And even now you're putting it in that terms, it's like, oh, this is an acting for this platform. Right. And the same guy would act differently on another platform. Mm -hmm. We put him on a single cam. He'll play it a lot more, you know, re real and authentic, et cetera. Now, what's, what's crazy is the industry didn't know about this. Nobody knew about this. Right. That's what's the beauty. Like it took 20, 30, 40 million followers later for them to go, oh shit, maybe they know something we don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the thing. It's like, um, I kind of look at it as, cause Vine, like even some people still to this day, they don't know what the Vine app is. I kind of look at it as being an underground rapper, like a SoundCloud rapper, you know, like there's a whole bunch of underground rappers that have a huge following, huge fan base that we've never heard of. Mm. And, um, that's how I kind of looked at it. It's like, but if you take those people who have that huge fan base, the underground fan base, and you put them in the mainstream spotlight, all these random fans are going to pop up and then people are going to be like, wait, who is, who is this guy? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And that, that's kind of what happened with my situation. Do, do people know what a hard worker you are? Do they know how hard you work? I don't think so. I don't think I so. I try not to show them. I try to make it be like, oh, this thing easy when really it's not. Yeah. No, you, I know you're a hardworking, disciplined, real deal professional. Yeah. And, and a lot of people don't notice. And I'm not saying this as a compliment. I'm being genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, it's like um, 20, people look at it as 24-7, but in my mind, it's 25-8. Like, I don't take vacations. Like, I probably do two vacations a year. Christmas to see my family and then New Year's to, like, go out and, and, and have fun. But other let me, than let me that, just top you there. I do, I do zero vacations. I have not seen my family. Really? You do zero vacations? <laughs> I don't do vacations. Wow. I really don't. I just do my business. I just do my touring. And when I go to and I go to DC, which is my hometown, my mom and my family lives oh, okay. there. I do my show. I see my family. I'll come back. My parents won't let me do that. They're like, yeah. you gotta come home for Christmas, oh, no yeah, matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, if you like the thing, what I the point I'm trying to make is, yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize. They say, oh, I want to, I want to, I want to be like Batch. Mm. But if you want to be like Batch, you got to live like Batch. But I think it's, it's in our DNA. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Like, it's like, you don't, you probably don't even want a vacation. Like, you, you're just oh, so, like, focused. I, 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 if you think of it that way, we're living the life. I mean, look, there are times that I'm like, what am I? I mean, this is, what am I doing? Right. Time is going by and I'm just like, I'm working every day, 24 seven. I work so hard. And I think to myself, is, am I, but then there are times I, you know, I, I can't deny the fact that this is, you like, you said, it's in my DNA. Mm -hmm. This is all I know and I breathe and I want. I'm living, like when they say, what do you do for fun? Fuck, this is, I, yeah. this is it. Like, I love going to the club and doing my set. You know, that's my fun. Because it's to us, it's a puzzle. It's yeah. still, we're still piecing it together. It's still like, it's a challenge, like starting over. Like, you told me a great idea for a new show you're going to do. Like, that's a challenge. Like, that's in your DNA to create, to keep elevating, to keep taking it to the next level. And it's like, a lot of people don't have that. A lot of people say, oh, wow, I want that life, but they're not willing to put in the work to have that life. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. and, and then I think we know that as well. We, we, we see that 
The harder we work, the more effort we put in, the better our craft becomes. The more we make people laugh, the happier they are makes us happy. Like when you showed me your set that you did at the Laugh Factory yesterday, people were dying laughing. <laughs> and that's what we do. Yeah, we, this is yeah, our job. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. a talent that God has given us and it's our job to take it to the next level. I and agree. I think that's what you do. Buddy, you talked about your family saying they demanded you to come home demanded. to visit, right? Yeah. I love that. First of all, I don't know how much, you know, you've talked about your family on podcasts before, but I love to like, as a friend, because yeah. you're such a likable guy. You're such a sweet guy. I mean, if people don't know you personally, they don't know how personable you are. Like, I, I, I don't see you for two months. When I see you, I just want to hug you. Like, <laughs> what up, Bash? You just, you just, you got this, this really, really positive, good energy about you. Mm. And, and I think that resonates a lot about your family, how you were raised, with how much love you were raised, mm. what were your family values, all that stuff. And, and, and to dive into that a little bit, I want to know who you got your funny bone from, mom or dad? Ooh, uh, probably my mom. My dad was always funny. Okay. See, but you know when people, <laughs> you know when people try to be funny, you're like, relax. <laughs> <laughs> but my mom was just like naturally funny without okay. even trying. You know what I mean? You know, so, so your dad was trying to be funny, and your yeah. mom just rolling her eyes like this fool is trying to get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then that's like that's like real funny. So my dad was a. Um, he was a a, high, a middle school teacher, high school teacher, one of those. Um, science. He did science. And then you know okay. when you're a teacher, you got to be cool. You got to relate to the kids. So he's doing all these like dad jokes. Okay. So okay. he's probably telling jokes and the kids are probably like, <laughs> what this man talking about? <laughs> uh, my mom, she was an accountant. Um, uh, I think I get a lot of my work ethic from her because so she worked the nine to five. And while she was working the nine to five, at this accounting firm, she picked up different like skills and traits, and she started to run her own business out of our garage in our house. Um, and at first, it was just a regular garage, right? Where the car, we'd just take the car outside, open it up, and then she'd have meetings and da-da-da-da-da. Then as the years went on, she, got, she saved enough money from these clients, and she put tile in the garage. Mm -hmm. um, then after that, she got enough money and she put like a wall up like this, right? Like a, like a, like a cubicle. L shape. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, okay. closed it off, put a door there. Now she had an office, right? So she had the waiting room and it is wow. all in the garage. Wow. It's all in the garage. She had the waiting room there and she had her office there. And oh, then wow. I was working. So I was like, she'll be with you in a minute. She would, they would <laughs> sit there. Literally, they would sit there and then she would finish with this person. They would leave and then boom. So it was an office in a garage, the couch. Then after that, we got AC put in there and then it just started to get like this. And then, um, and I remember it's just like maybe like five, six, seven years later, whatever it took, she, um, she able, she was able to save up enough money to get her own, um, office, a real office in a real building. And then, uh, and then, yeah. So me, beautiful, yeah. Dude. So me watching that, uh, mm -hmm. growing up, mm -hmm. I think that's where my work ethic comes because she literally came from nothing and I saw it like evolve, you know? So, for me, like when I'm applying it to anything, it's like I want to build an empire, but my own empire. I don't want to do accounting. I want to do entertainment. So uh, it's what I apply for the movies. You saw we mm -hmm. we do short mm -hmm. films. Mm -hmm. We do feature films. We produce our own stuff. Great because, quality stuff too, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Really. Because we want to create this empire. Yeah, dude. So 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 mom was was the uh, you got your work ethic, your entrepreneurial side from your mom, and and you growing up, I you know. First of all, let me ask you this. Um, when it comes to ethnic background, uh, is your mom and dad first generation, second generation? Jamaican. Are they Jamaican. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So did you feel culturally different than other kids growing up, specifically other black kids? Because then you're like, my family's Jamaican. And and yeah. was there a different different culture in the house? Um. Yeah, a little bit. It was more of like, Cause they got the accent, the heavy accent, right? Okay. So it's like when I go to school, there's certain words to this day I still can't say. Like I have to slow myself down <laughs> and think about it. Like, like, hold on. Bear, right? How the, would you say it if you didn't slow yourself down? Beer. <laughs> <laughs> so how so, do you say beach, bitch? Be beach, beach, bitch. 
<laughs> yeah. Look, so this I is w- the best part of the interview for me and my fans, the Persians relating to you. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Because right now my Persian fans are going, what is the difference between the black guy and the black guy? What? <laughs> this black guy cannot say beer. He says beer like us. Why we have so much in common? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because like, uh, so I'd be like in school and I'd be like, oh, look out for that beer. And they were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so like anything with like here, uh, he- like I'm hair. I said, you sit here, you hear here, but I'm talking about hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bro, you know how aggravating Max, that is? You gotta talk about this on your stand-up, dude. Yeah. It's so it's so frustrating. So I had to, so that's where it was. It was like, so, and I think that's where a lot of uh foreign uh second generation kids, that's why they You'll see them, they'll have such a normal accent and their parents' accent is so strong. And it's yeah. because they did they try to do the complete opposite yeah. just to fit in. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. isn't that strange how you'll see someone with a heavy, like their parents heavy Asian um accent, right? And then the kid is just like, yo, what's up, bro? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> what where is that difference? Totally. That's where it comes from. Totally. So, so do you ever talk about your parents on stage and do the Jamaican accent? Yeah. You do that? Yeah. Okay, that's dope, man. That's really... Because Jamaican accent is so funny. <laughs> of all accents, it's the funniest, And dude. it's the most aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, and, and I guess we can say part of your work ethic and all that is because you are from an immigrant family. Immigrants live and work and hustle different. They're in a new country. So much pressure. You're like The kids watch their parents deal with obstacles that the other kids really don't see. Right. Like they don't know, they don't know, they have the lack of information in every area possible and trying to, like they're on overdrive trying to figure things out and survive for their kids. Yeah. And I think that's a gift that immigrant parents give their kids really mm-hmm. just by default to see how hard they have to provide. Yeah. And then here comes, you know, the second generation dude really like what shows a, you know, about, true colors. What about your like discipline? Yeah, I th- I think no. I think, I'm talking about like your parents. How did your parents discipline oh, you? Oh man, old school, man, old school, beating the you shit out right? of us, man. Listen, my mom and my dad, they both beat the hell out of us. And my dad only like I I can only count maybe three times. But when that shit happened, bro, mm-hmm. like I saw angels, I saw shit, I saw dead people. <laughs> <laughs> so. Like my dad, like if he got angry to the point that he was gonna, like he beat us, like like I said, three times I remember he beat me, and it, I, it was he would pull out a sword and shit. Like, <laughs> I am coming for you, end of your life. You're like fuck. You know why I hit you? I'm like why? He goes because I love you. <laughs> like, what kind of love is this? But my mom beat us every single day. Oh, but wow. she didn't beat us hard. Yeah, like yeah. my mom, and I remember vividly, dude. I remember my mom beating me, and I would pretend like it hurt more just for it. I'm like, oh, like I would just yeah. fucking pretend. But yeah. she didn't beat us too too bad. Yeah, they were they were good parents, man. They were good parents. They didn't know any better. Right. That generation, it was like parents would sit down and talk, and they would talk about how who disciplined the kids better. One dad, you know, one dad would be like, I slap him when he talks back to me. And the other father's like, I pull out my belt. <laughs> And the third dad is like, I shot my kid. He's dead. <laughs> he talked back to me. I killed him. He's dead. The other kids never talk back. Like, Fuck. <laughs> I sacrificed one kid for the rest to be a human. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's the generation was, you know, they yeah. didn't know. They didn't know about it. They don't. They don't beat kids nowadays, do they? Mm-mm, mm-mm, no, they don't mm-mm. do it. No. Today, thank God. I mean, they just really, take away they, they cell yeah. phone. I I would, you know, I would never beat my kid. You know, you just you just kind of evolve as a society, and you understand, and that's why all the white kids are ahead of the ahead of life. They never got beaten. They had time out, and yeah. their feelings were hurt. Yeah, and they but took we, away the we, phone. You know, and and we thought everybody thought. You know, our parents probably thought, "Look at these white people. They don't know how to discipline." That's why the kid sits with his legs open in front of his parents. <laughs> You know, yeah. but, but they would say shit like that. Like we, you know, don't talk to us like we're your white kid. Okay, we are parents, <laughs> and you respect your family. You're like, yes, I respect my. Uh, yeah, you respect me. <laughs> then, then close your legs and sit up straight and say yes, sir. Okay, <laughs> yes, sir. You know, but but the thing is, the the, the reality now, I I learned that um, being a f- like being friends, like being close, 
is is listening to one another. Mm-hmm. And parents, you know, old school, they were not used to sitting there and really connecting with the kid and trying to see why they feel a certain way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and why they want certain things. And, and that connection wasn't there. So yeah. kids who got that opportunity from their parents, they emotionally evolve faster. Right, yeah. And people like us, I call ourselves lucky survivors. Mm-hmm. We survived, dude. Mm-hmm. We survived somehow in a healthy way. So that um, lifestyle that that they they brought their kids up, we didn't break. We didn't break out in the society by bullies and, and different and different elements. We didn't break at home. And then we were very lucky to follow our passion and, and learn who we are and, and deal with traumas and overcome them in a healthy way mm-hmm. and become loving, good people to the society. That's that to me, that's that's lucky. Right. Lucky <clears throat> survivor. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. But anyways, dude, uh, diving. We talking, we talking about the wild truth today. Yeah, <laughs> brother. <laughs> dude, I want to get into the stand-up stuff. Um, so you're touring now, which is freaking amazing. And and I remember uh, we were at the Laugh Factory last year, and you said, "Hey, man, I'm gonna start doing all these cities, and you know, crazy ass roster in front of you. Like I'm gonna hit all these. And this year you're touring." Um, how is the life on road? And also, I guess let's start talking about how you got on the road by opening for Joe Coy and your relationship with him, playing these massive arenas, et cetera. Yes, it was crazy. Um, 2000, it was like 2014, 2015. I started opening for Joe Coy. Um, and that was really like, it was, it was eye-opening, right? Because before that, I was doing open mics. The most people I performed in front of was like mm-hmm. 15 people. What? Well, no, well, first of all, what's this music you playing? I do some gangster shit when I come out. I wasn't able, I had no following, I had no really nothing, so I wasn't able to get into like the Laugh Factory. This was, I'm talking about 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. when I was doing stand up like heavy. Um, doing six mics a night. We would perform anywhere. We would perform at, we would perform at TGI Fridays, literally. We would perform in these restaurants. Mm-hmm. We would perform at um, hotel lobbies. We perform at bars, like anything, right? Just to like get our material off. We were grinding. Um, then come 2015. So that's those are, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing shows where people don't respect comedy. They're there having a meal and like, oh, someone's over there saying something. Cool. We'll listen every once in a while if it's something interesting, right? So that's what I was used to. And then um, so I did Wildin' Out, right? Um, and Matt Rife was on Wildin' Out. And uh we got back to LA and he's like, yo, um, Come with me. I'm I'm opening for Joe Coy, and um, I'm like, all right, cool. Where is it? It's like Irvine Improv. I'm like, damn, that shit's far, right? <laughs> but anyways, I drive over there. Me and Matt. Matt introduces me to Joe. I think at this time, Matt's been opening for Joe for maybe like a couple months already, right? Okay. And how old are you guys at this point? Matt's three years old, and. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Matt started when he was, what, 14, 15, right? I remember when I met him at the Laugh Factory, he was 19 years old. Mm. I remember that. That's why I'm asking. So it's probably around yeah. that, he's okay. probably around that age. Okay. Um, so uh, I meet Joe. Joe's like, you want to go on stage? And I'm like, bro, there's 550 <laughs> people out there. I'm not, I'm not going out there. Uh, yesterday, I did a set for 15 people. Yeah, like... bro. <laughs> 15 people that weren't paying attention. You think I'm going to go out there where people are actually looking at me? I'm like, no, I'm good, my boy. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, um, so he's like, nah, you go, 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 go. Just have fun. Go, go do it. So I go out there. I do uh, I do uh, five minutes, which is probably like three minutes and 30 seconds. Um, it goes good and uh, not great. <laughs> it goes good. <laughs> I was nervous. Um, and then uh, Joe's like, yo, man, you want to you wanna come on the road? And I was like, yo, what? Okay, what year is this? This is 2014. Oh, wow. Yeah, 2014, 2015. Okay, okay. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, sure. I didn't even know what that meant. I was like, what? So then every every weekend from there for like five years, I was opening for Joe Coy. Wow. Um, so, uh, so I think I took one year off to do my own tour. I think it was like 2018. So I did uh, maybe, you know, uh, three years, did mine, then went back. And I still like 
two weeks ago, I still opened for him. I opened for him in uh, Alaska. We did an arena Okay, there. just give us, uh, you know, the top thing that comes to your mind that you learned from Joe Coy. Um, I learned um, that you, the, it's a work ethic. It's a work ethic. Because I saw him go from, same thing like my mom. I saw him go from the clubs to the theaters to arenas. Like he's mm -hmm. doing arenas. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And not just like, not just like one arena here. Uh, he's doing, he'll take us arena today, Friday, and he's going to do the arena on Saturday. He's going to do it back to back. You know what I mean? Yep. He's at 18,000 yep. people back to back. Like, who's, yep. who's doing this? Yep. And, um, yo, can I show you this video? Hell yeah. Bro. So we're on the road. Just watch this. This is like, look at the progress. Like, imagine someone has a video of you doing a club. You see this? Yep. So when you see something like that, you're like, like we don't have memories of us not 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 made it yet. You know I what I mean? You're gonna show me a video of him and his boxers in the <laughs> green room doing something silly. You're like, oh, let me. I got some dirt on Joe Coy. No, no, tell, no, no, no. Let me tell you what I learned from Joe Coy. Wear pants. No, no, no. Backstage. <laughs> no. So what no, that? I'm kidding. What that is? What it's like um. It's like so you see the response he gets when he walks out. It's like oh cool Joe Coy, right? It's like yo dope. This guy's funny. Yeah. When he goes out now, people are. <sighs> standing up. He gets a standing ovation right on the entrance. Told us, so to, for me to see this video, I was scrolling through my phone the other day and I saw that video and I sent it to him and I was like, look how far you've come, bro. Oh like people were just, oh, cool, Joe Coy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, it's yeah, like crazy. Yeah, yeah. So then uh, that's what I learned. It's like, you never know where you're going to be. You never know where you're going to be in five years. All that matters is that you put the work in now and you grind now. Mm -hmm. And you have mm -hmm. fun in mm -hmm. the process. Because imagine if if Joe saw himself, uh, if he's like, man, I should be an arena act. What am I doing these clubs for? His he wouldn't be backstage having fun. He would be like, man, I'm not happy where I'm at right now. He would be, it would be a different attitude. The future doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is what you're doing right now. And mm -hmm. in that mm -hmm. video I showed you, and I'll text it to you so you can show, that's a, that's a, that's a guy who's happy in the moment, happy yeah. with the process. And that's yeah. what we got to do. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Now, the, the, I love the fact that you even did that for him because it's a reminder of like, oh man, yeah, yeah, and 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 it's at the end of the day, it's the journey. Yes, yeah. you know what is the saying? It's not destination; it's the journey. Mm -hmm. So, so here's a, but but because you spent a lot of time with him, I want to see as far as like being close to somebody who who went through such a big change, mm -hmm. right? He started, you know, playing comedy clubs, three hundred seater, four hundred seater all the way to theaters, couple thousand, 3,000, and then to arenas, 15,000, 20,000, yep. I wanna see like, like as far as watching him and his personality as a friend, as a colleague, as somebody that, that you look up to as far as a comedian who's doing the game uh, at his best, how did you like observe him with his friends, with his family, with you guys as comedians, with his team, with his management, like anything that you were just like, man, just opening for Joe Corey for five years, this is what I took from that I think is treasure. Yeah, family is everything for him. It's everything. His son is his world. Hmm. Um, his his sister is on the tour too. Like his sister works with him. His sister is the right hand. You know what I mean? Um, uh, everything. Um, you know he's uh he's still close with um with Lil Joe's mom. Like, they have a house right next to each other. Like, he takes care of everyone. He takes mm. care of everyone. Mm. Um, And he's just a generous guy, and he's he really is someone that lives in the moment. Like, like even now, he doesn't know where he's going to be in five years, but he's he's just happy where he's at, and he's just grinding, and he's doing the work. So I think, really, it's that it's that thing that's... And as far as the stand-up, it's like, in his he loves stand-up. It's in his DNA. Like before we um before we went to Alaska and did a show out there and then we went to Calgary, um, he was with me every night. We would we would go to Laugh Factory, we would go to Flappers, we would go Flappers and Laughter. We, we I remember we were at um we were at Flappers doing a show and it was about to be nine fifteen, right? And then 
the show at the Laugh Factory, it finishes around like 9.15, 9.30. So I call up Laugh Factory and he's like, yo, can you just keep the show going? Me and Joe, we're on the way. And Joe's like, please tell them to keep it open. And they're like, all right, we'll do it for you guys. They keep the show open. They have um, Alonzo, Alonzo Bowden. They have him just stay on. They're like, yo, just keep going, keep going. So he does like an extra 15 minutes. We get there. Then we go on stage. Like, that's how much he loves stand-up. That's how much oh, we man. love it. It's like... It's in your DNA, just yeah. like just like you. Yeah, man. Especially when you're working on a, a material that you know it's good, mm -hmm. but it could be better. Right. And you're like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna run this till I hit it. Right. And and you go club to club. You really just get out there and grind till you hit that joke. Mm -hmm. You know, in 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 the right way. Anyways, but look, this is so cool, man. So you you've been on the road. You've played the arenas. Now you're on tour playing your cities. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, I mean, we, you know, hundred percent in your head, you see you playing arenas, you know, in the, in the, in the near future. Yeah, of course. hundred percent. You, yeah. you, you even know how you're going to walk on stage. Yeah. You even you know. You think I'm going to walk on stage? Yeah. Bro, if I'm doing an arena, I'm coming out the bottom. <laughs> I'm coming out the bottom. Every, every arena you gotta Everyone, come out the bottom. Boom. boom. They're gonna be like, where, where he came from? Uh, that that writer is gonna be very specific. Hey man, let's go. Remember, have you seen have you been on Broadway show just watching Michael Jackson play to see his story? I haven't seen the Michael Jackson play. Same thing. My, they was Michael Jackson's like, I wanna do this, this, this. Like, hey man, if you do that, we, we you're not gonna make no money for the show. <laughs> He's like, it's all right, do it. That's what I want. Uh, but yeah, that's what as an artist that's all you care about you just want the show to be great yes of course of course of course of course well buddy um let's let's go into your whole social media world because you're the you're king batch and you're the king of social media you oh, you made an empire up there you you know you're the guy everybody recognizes you first of all right before we dive in to do how and, and, and this whole world of it. One thing I, I want to ask, you're on the road now, you have fans. A lot of people recognize you on the streets, at the restaurant, at the airport. Now, just because you're this dude that does these silly sketches and you're like mm -hmm. fun and you're just like this big dude and you know, you, you're doing all this stuff and, and every time anybody scrolls and sees King Batch, sees, what's up? Like this, <laughs> yeah? So now you're at the airport, you're stressed out, you're late, you're in a situation, a fan comes. Do you think like people treat you differently because they know you as this guy and they just come be like, ah, what's that? Like something silly. And you're like, what the fuck? Are, what, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like they think in real life, this dude and this dude, you know, is, is, is like they, they don't make the differentiations between you know, King Batch on Instagram playing a sketch and King Batch right here is standing in the ER, you know, yeah. uh, waiting for to see the doctor. Like, bro, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, I got to get my dick checked. Yeah. What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, yeah, that happens a lot. And over the years, you learn- Getting to... your dick checked happens a lot? Or... Oh, yeah, you got to okay. gotta make sure it's clean, baby. Come on now. got to make sure it's I, clean. I don't know. You go to ER to get it clean. That's a, that's, a, that's a Jamaican thing. I don't know. I don't know what chicken soup he's dipping his dick in. <laughs> Big vapor rub. That's all it is. Uh, um, but yeah, so what over the years you learn how to how to deal with that, right? Because they see you on the internet and they come at you, whoa, whoa, all this energy. So um a lot of times I acknowledge it, I know what it I know where it's coming from, and I just accept it, right? So I'll just I'll just be, hey, how you doing? Nice. I'll give him a smile. What's your name? I'll kind of and like, and they'll see like, oh wow, let's like, let's come let's, at him yeah, as a normal human down. being. Yeah. So, um, but at first it was kind of jarring. It was, I was like, oh shit, what, what, what happened? What you, what you doing right here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, they want to be funny. Yeah. They want to refer to a, a sketch yeah. or something. Like if they know of a sketch of yours, they just throw that line in. Mm -hmm. But that backflip though. Yeah. What the dog doing? <laughs> Only a spoonful. Yeah. I mean, really, this is important. I think, uh, I think a lot of people, by the way, I say a lot of people have, they get it. They have the mannerism. They see an artist, whether the guy is a poet or a comedian or he's a painter, they'll come up and say, I, I enjoy your art. And they, they hopefully have a respectful, you know, meet and greet. You know, that will be, that's the proper thing to do. And I, and I think a lot of people get it. But I, I will say this chat is for that, for those people that really just do weird shit. Like mm -hmm. it happens to me 
all the time, dude. Like I'm running, I'm running in the airport. Like I'm running, I'm late, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I'm stressed out. I got to get a flight. I'm going to another city, play a show. And then I'll see someone jogging next to me and just staring at me. <laughs> and like, hey man. He's like, hey, are you Max Amini? Oh my God, buddy, hi. And I'm like, hey. Sorry, man, I'm late. I'm, I'm, I gotta catch. Me too. I'm late too. Oh, and like, what do you? Can I take a picture? Like, what, what is? Go, what, like, what? Yeah. Like your head explodes. Like, dude, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. But this happens quite often, and I and I and I and I that's and I know probably for you it's even more because you do all these sketches. Mm -hmm. I don't even do the sketches. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I roast them. You know, and, yeah. and yet they're running after me, like thinking. You know, so so I think. Um, Part of this takes a special skill mm -hmm. to be able to deal with it, to be able to still make them feel happy that they ran into this guy, not to, not to hurt their feelings, right. but yet to be like, bro, it's you, you're, you're being obnoxious out of line right now. Yeah. You know? Did you, I don't know if you saw this video. Let me show you this video. Another video. <laughs> this is me and, um... This is him when he goes to the ER with his dick. <laughs> <laughs> You did not get to see the game. <laughs> you just stood there and took pictures of everybody. Yeah. And your fans are 12. <laughs> you see that, right? <laughs> You're going to have a long career, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great, man. That's yeah. really good. So it's like, um, it's like, it's part of the, it's part of the game. You know, it's part of what you got to do now. So yeah. now I just, yeah. I just know if I'm going out, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to take pictures. It's just what it is. Yeah. So um, I try little things like I'll try and put the hoodie up. I'll try and put sunglasses on, but um, they still recognize me. And what I what I realized, someone told me this. Someone put me up on game. They gotta put you up on game. He put me up on game. He was like, when you put the hoodie and sunglasses on, they're like, that's a famous person. Only a famous person is gonna walk around the airport with the hoodie and sunglasses on because they don't want to be recognized. Mm. So then they're looking even harder. To see who that person yeah, is. Yeah, to see who that person is. True. You do, do you put the mask on? During COVID, I did. No, that that will that will that does a good like if you put the mask on, put the glasses on and the baseball cap. Yeah. It's a done deal. It's a wrap. Maybe, yeah, so maybe I shouldn't do hoodie. Maybe I should just do baseball cap, sunglasses. Yeah. And the mask. And the mask. If you, if you I mean, listen, if you're going to get your dick checked, right. put the mask on. <laughs> I'm just saying, you do not want to be in the ER and be like, hi, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so buddy, um, let's talk about some deep shit. I want to know who inspires you, who gives you the life wisdom. Is it family? Is it an is it an uncle? Is it a you know older best friend? Like, where do you get that life philosophy, that that real deal um, wisdom when you need it? Well, you know, you really need life life advice. You know, who do you go yeah. to? Um, I kind of um. So I read this book, The Secret, right? I read it when I was like 13 years old. Have you read it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I imagine reading that when you were a kid wow. and believing that the same amount of energy you put into positive, some people put that into negative. And even, even when you put that energy into the negative, it'll affect you. So me going through life saying, I'm never going to speak anything ne negative, only going to uh, speak positive. And I didn't know if it was real, but I was like, let me just try it and see. You know, I didn't know if manifestation, if all that was real. I was like, let me just try it. What else am I going to do? So I just go about life speaking positive. Someone's, I, I want to be an actor. You're not going to be an actor. You don't have the connections. All right, okay, cool. That's what you think. But I know I can see it in my head. And I'm not going to let their negative mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. and then all the things from like, don't share don't share your visions and goals with the wrong person because they can even prey on your downfall. And their prayers for success, there's prayers for failure too, and those prayers for failure, failure will work too. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, so I started being careful with who I share that I had my um my dreams with, um, and uh, just applying that year after year since I was a teenager, I think that got me to where I am now. You know. So, do you dream? Speaking of. You know, I, I know you're talking about life, like dreaming about life, but like at nighttime, do you dream and you remember your dreams? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the bad ones. You remember all the bad ones? Yeah. 
And do you ever like fucking wake up and you write that shit down and it yeah. turns into a hilarious bit? Yeah, yeah you've yeah. done that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, in a lot of comics, I never. It's never happened to me. No, no. I, I first so of all can't sleep, remember the fucking black? dream. A lot of comics say this. They're like, oh man, I just I had this dream last night. I wrote this bit. It's killing. I'm like, you fucking <laughs> lucky asshole. You dream uh, <laughs> a, a, amazing comedy. You fuck. You don't do it. You just go to sleep and it just comes to you. You're like, oh, okay. wait, what's in your dream? It's just darkness. It's just black. I don't, I don't remember. I wake up. I don't remember. I don't remember what what dreams. You I might have. have to go to the doctor and get your dick checked. Is that where you dream from? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I think I think that's Jamaican. I'm Persian. <laughs> It's very different, man. We just we just rub ourselves on the Persian rug and then we go to bed. Maybe we'd have some good dreams. Um, that's good, man. So you you you're the dude that that really like uh, when it comes to life, vision, all that stuff. You kind of like do the self help stuff. Yeah. You like to read books. You love to like. Okay, that's really that's really awesome. And and you don't really talk about any of this, in, you know, on your social media on your content. You keep it very very specific. Yeah. Is, is there because, a reason? Yeah, to me, I feel like social media, it's it's fake. That's like that's not who we really are. Like the way I'm talking right now, you're not gonna see me talking like this on social media. You're gonna be like, hey man, what's up? What a hoes that? Da, 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 da. Like that, right? You're gonna get that persona because that's what the yeah, internet yeah. soaks up. But the question is, where are the hoes at? Like <laughs> and that's what everybody <laughs> comes to King Bash for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so you you but but dude, man, here's the thing. I know what you're saying. It is it, it, the persona on social media could be very shallow, but at the same time, it could really affect people in a, in so many good ways too. It, it could impact them in very positive ways. But I think right? that's what this podcast is for. Yes, yeah, to yeah, break absolutely, it up. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But would you go on a hunch and say, you know, I'm going to show behind the scenes of like like a little documentary, like for example, of like, you know, putting the footage together from the time you were in Miami with the family, working hard there, no followers, starting doing vine, like early vines. And then like for people to be inspired because you have such a, an enormous amount of following that these people can be inspired by you and say, ah, fuck, this is, this is who batches. Cause I know who batches. Like you write people that do follow you on certain podcasts or certain, you know, other places may, may be able to dive in deeper, but on your social media, you, you ever thinking about doing something like that? Um, I don't know. Cause okay. my, cause the, it's like I said, like we all have our goals and our visions. And to me that uh, like, what makes me happy is, entertaining is being different characters is is being a, a fake a whole fake world a whole fake situation stand-up comedy that's the only thing that i enjoy yeah, I don't, and it might mess up the whole thing it yeah, might it might distract from it yeah it distract from, it might just take away from from that whole uh, uh it's like a tv show that you're watching and it's funny you don't want it to go dark and then all of a sudden come back to comedy again right not yeah. darkness but in this case but you okay i see what you're saying it might take away from from your whole you know yeah because, sketch comedy vibe because i understand like it, our job is also to help people and 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 um you know educate but that's what this is for so i'll take moments yeah, yeah. out of my life to beautiful to, to do this but Dude, beautiful but yeah it's like um that was another thing that i learned it's like People are always going to tell you, oh, you're not going to be this, you're not going to be that, but it's your job to stay focused. And the only way you can stay focused is know what your goal is, know what your vision is, and don't let anything come in the way. And I would tell my mom that, my sister, like anybody that works for me, my agents, uh, because they would be like, yo, we have X, Y, and Z trying to offer you um, X, Y, and Z amount of dollars. And uh, I'll say I'll say no. And they're like, are you stupid? I've turned down million-dollar deals because I looked at it. To me, it was a distraction. I'm like, that's not going to help me be an actor that's not going to help me mm. do comedy that's just like you know collecting a check to do that and what then, was the million dollar deal bro i can't say because Shit, man. then i then okay then I I, afterwards the, you know yeah, let me yeah, know yeah. i, I want to quit comedy and <laughs> I'll, I'll take the deal <laughs> yeah. podcast is closed we're, we're, we're retiring today <laughs> we're just going to take side deals from batch <laughs> but yeah I, I, I would turn it down because and they would get like what do you why would you do this because in my mind I read the I read that book when I was 13 years old. I know there's going to be things coming in and out, distractions. 
So I've always been the type to focus. And if it didn't make me happy, if it didn't drive toward towards where I wanted to be, I'm not doing it. And look, it paid off, dude. Yeah. I mean, you, I'm you're broke. You're a man on a mission. I'm broke, but it, yeah, it yeah, paid yeah. off. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Badge is broke. Shit. <laughs> if badge is broke, we all just got to go home and, 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 and close the door. Buddy, I tell you, um, this, is, this is some good insights. Now, how do you feel about TikTok? How do you feel about, because I know you're active on all the platforms and, and TikTok has been like the hot, hot commodity of all the platforms right now. Like what's what's your take on it? Yeah, TikTok is great. Um, You see what it did for Matt Rife, yep, Nate yep. Jackson, um, a bunch of stand-ups. Uh, it's, um, it's, that, it's that whisper that I was talking about earlier. It's Are like, you putting more stand-up on TikTok? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I have been. Um, uh. I did because I did my tour 2018, so I was doing clips on there. Then that was go that would those would go viral, and then um, I just started my tour again. So mm -hmm. so you're gonna be a lot more stand up yeah, on your TikTok. A lot more stand up. Yeah, TikTok it tends to really favor stand up clips, mm -hmm. and and it seems like the the TikTok fans they will watch it and it'll go viral. On Instagram, it's hard. It's harder to make the stand-up clips go that viral in comparison, right? right? Yeah. So so you prefer pushing the stand-up more so on TikTok. Yeah. And keeping the Instagram to the sketch company. Yeah. You're but I'll very do specific. both. I'll do yeah. both. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely like uh skits on Instagram. Yeah. Are you on YouTube Reels? I'm I'm on MySpace. Oh wow. We yeah. have to uh do an update on your system. <laughs> My computer doesn't even have MySpace. Uh, <laughs> I type in MySpace, it explodes. <laughs> no, I mean if I, I don't know if it exists anymore. But I'm on everything. No, obviously. it does. I'm on it still exists? Yeah, they brought it back. Oh shit. Oh, I was a G on MySpace, I tell you that, bro. Oh, for real? Ooh, I was good. <laughs> I was, I had, I had, I remember my, my motion, like the header, I had, uh, you know, a motion thing was happening. Oh. You know, I would come on the screen. Yeah, the music. And the, yeah, yeah, and I had a hookah would come and the smoke would come out. Oh, wow, doing Dude. drugs. Okay. <laughs> Gotta shut you down. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, so, uh, how big is your team? You know, you're doing so much. You got your stand-up. You got your, your, you know, your sketches you're shooting and editing and this and that. And Production then, company. Yeah, yeah. So how big is your, your team? Me, my sister. I got an editor. Um, got an assistant. And got my mom. And then my dad over there just telling jokes. That's, oh, <laughs> so dad's writing the material. Yeah. No, no. He's just telling dad <laughs> jokes. I'm like, all right. Dad. Yo, my dad be trying to write me some stuff. He like, yo, I got this joke for you. He sent it to me. I'm like, right. <laughs> what does your mom do? Um, she like does it. She does financial stuff. So like, okay. she'll make sure okay. I don't go she, to strip club. She's the one. Oh, okay. She does your book, of course. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, that's wonderful. Oh, wow. So you could have a hidden, uh, hidden little card so mommy doesn't see some of the charges. Yeah. <laughs> when no. you go to ER to get the dick check. <laughs> It's like, honey, you're in the ER again? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that dick check. <laughs> All right. So so what about your sister? She manages me. Okay. Yeah. So she does the um the day to day that when the acting gigs come in, she handles the negotiations. When the um when the stand up gigs can, comes in, she does that. When uh, everything she just okay. negotiates. So what was she doing before you get into this whole entertainment world? She's working a nine to five. Okay, what type of background? Um, same as my mom. She did accounting. Okay, yeah. Okay, so the family is sort of like entrepreneurial savvy, and they're like, all immigrants. Right. They're like, we got yeah, yeah. A brother is popping. He's doing so well. Let's support him. Let's keep it safe. Let's keep it in the family. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. But it wasn't until I got popping. Mm -hmm. You know what was that song? Back then they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. That was yep. my family. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's they're good, immigrants. immigrants. Yeah, but they're good Jamaican family. You that's, know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's what it's, they do. It's like you yeah. gotta you gotta go to school like Filipinos. You gotta go to school. You gotta be that yeah, nurse. Man. It's not like it's not like your family. Like you're not you're not coming from Britney Spears' family. You understand? No, yeah, yeah, like yeah. You know, I mean, that's different. Yeah, that's different management. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. So they're like, yo, I mean, we you don't gotta... know, but I'm assuming from what I hear on the news, like, right? Some scary <laughs> shit. Yeah. Scary shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like we had to go to school to be a doctor, lawyer, whatever, mm -hmm. like. Uh, you know, financial advisor, whatever. That's what you got to go to school. So when I told them I want to do entertainment, they were like, nah, it's not happening. Yeah, I told my family the same thing. They're like, why not? I said, because now I can play a doctor, an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> I can play all of them. Yeah. Um, buddy, good shit, man. But let me, let me just dive straight to this end line and say, all right, Batch has done all this incredible stuff. You have, a, you had a great journey. Now you're in a great place. What do you see yourself 
you know, um, retiring on? Like, how do you see the future? What it, What do you look like as an old man? Just dang, just DNA. How do you stop when mm -hmm. it's in you? You know, at some point, like, even when you don't want to be on camera, we're going to be behind camera. Mm -hmm. Even when we're not going to be behind camera, we're going to want to, oh, sh look at that. Like, this is a young Max. Like, this kid, I see this kid in me. Let me mm -hmm. let me help him. Let me. You're going to mentor somebody. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's ever a world where I just stop, you know? I think I just keep on going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. To the I wheels feel, fall off. I feel the same. I feel the same. You know, we're in it for, for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Because and to us, it's not work. Like, yeah. we enjoy it. I mean, for me personally, I'm a storyteller. Mm -hmm. I tell a story on stage. I tell a story behind camera. I tell a story in front of the camera, you know, and I tell a story my way. And as long as the way I tell the story is entertaining to the world, then we'll be working for them, you know? We'll be serving the world, giving in the most creative way we possibly can give. Um, buddy, um, you know, is there anything you want your fans to know? Is there anything that you feel like, you know, these are the opportunities to sit down with my friends, have a chat, things that, uh, you know, normally I don't get to talk about that I want them to hear from me, mm -hmm. you know? Like, I want to say, don't fucking harass me at the airport yeah. uh, when I'm late. Don't come in the bathroom stall and be like, hello, hi, hi, hi can I take a picture? No, we're in the fucking toilet, <laughs> you fucker. You know, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but, but besides, you know, jokes aside, like, uh, is there, are there anything you want to share? Um, I want people to take their happiness and their mental health. I think they should prioritize that because uh, we get trapped in this world where, of course, we have to pay bills, we have to mm -hmm. eat, we have to survive. But we get trapped in this world where we're constantly thinking about the future. We don't know where we're going to be in the future. You just have to live in the moment. So no matter where you are at now, enjoy it. Of course, be smart. Think about, like, have an exit plan if you want to exit. But don't think about, don't, don't, let the, don't let your current situation affect your mood and how you operate in the world. Because don't let it affect your life. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be... My Bro, message. that's pretty that's pretty great coming from you, especially the world mental health. Mm -hmm. You know, coming from a guy who made a career on Instagram, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, on social media, right? And and social media has a direct correlation with mental health, mm -hmm. right? So for you to say that, it, I think it's it's a really nice it's coming from you is pretty fucking nice. And and you're right. I mean, mental health today is is probably it's so fragile like mm. we've never i mean this is because we're easily uh, uh affected by so many different elements by by seconds mm -hmm. you know people can access us so much faster uh you know uh, you know and and social media friendships all of these it's just just the, the mental pressure is so much and and so i i, I love what you're saying and i guess I, I should ask you when you're down, because we all, we all, we all have days we're down months that we're down sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, dealing with a lot of heavy stuff as that's what life is about. You, you have ups and you have downs, but at the down times, is there a tool or is there something that you use to literally pull yourself out of that darkness? Yeah. When I'm, when I'm ever like feeling down or out, I just do a line of cocaine. That's <laughs> This, the craziest thing you, is like, you, you couldn't I was, wait. I couldn't, you couldn't wait. wait. I, I couldn't feel it. wait, bro. What do you say? Yeah, the, the more... I was like, oh, I got to pick me up. Come on, <laughs> come on. Finish the question. See, that's a sick comedian head right there. You, <laughs> you understand? That's how comedians are. They have to break the tension. Bro, I couldn't I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even, like, not smile. Like, I was trying to be like, uh, line of coke. I just couldn't wait. Um, <laughs> We're uh, going to cut this clip and send it to his mom. <laughs> And mom's going to give him some Jamaican whoop ass. <laughs> um, no, I feel like um, I, read a, I read a lot of books. I listened to a lot of audios. Um, and they say you have, to find your, you have to find your own thing, what's specific for you. So uh, for some person, for some people, it could be a walk, right? It could be a walk, a loud walk. It could be on a busy street. 
For another person, it could be a walk in like a forest, something quiet. For another person, it has to be a walk with like you put headphones on, you listen to a certain type of music. So it's your job. So for another person, it's like go to a spa, just mm -hmm. relax, go mm -hmm. to a library, go to a coffee shop, whatever it is, uh, working out. For So everybody has their own thing. And it's our job to find out what that thing is for us. And uh, mind is listening to um, uh, it's like a, it's it's like it's like a rave type of music. Um, it's like constant looping. It's it's like that's exactly what cokeheads do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, while I'm snorting coke. That's, that's exactly <laughs> the recipe right there. So it's like a it's like a certain type of music. I can either listen to that or I listen to like um, spa music. Mm -hmm. um, and it'll really like center me. Uh, I, I did meditation in film school. We uh, we learned how to meditate. So um, I'd often meditate if I'm ever feeling like that. But now it, I don't let things affect me. So I'm never really in a down state. My mindset is so um, it's so positive, and it's like even if something bad happens, I look at the good and. It's all that, all that bullshit. No, that's not, that's, that's real life. Yeah. You know, for me, mental health is, is number one priority. And everybody should, you know, prioritize how they're feeling and how they're functioning. Mm -hmm. If, if you're not paying attention to that, then everything else is going to be off. Right. And, and when I'm down, when I'm, when I'm dealing with like some really heavy stuff in life, <laughs> Heavy stuff. In I call Batch for some coke. <laughs> and I should mention it here. So uh, <laughs> I I don't like his music, but you know I put on the, the hard, heavy Persian. La, 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 and then I do it. <laughs> Is that how you do it? I've never done drugs in my life. For the I've record. never done coke. Yeah. I hate the way it smells. Anyways. Um, <laughs> no, I'm <just> <laughs> uh, I think, and, and I want to share this because I want to get to something that you told me. Um, exercise. Mm -hmm. Exercise is uh, the number one immediate help to get out of a mood. You know, you're, you're in a, a down sparrow, like you're not, you're feeling just, you're feeling heavy you know, physical movement mm -hmm. is the easiest thing you can you can do in order to to snap out of a situation, and 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 I know you exercise pretty mm -hmm. pretty often. You mm -hmm. keep on a good regimen. Your diet is, you know, when we have these talks, and you know, I told Batch, I said, Yo, how do you how the hell with all this madness? You're like in top notch, you know, shape, six pack, fucking popping. Mm -hmm. And he goes, Don't forget my delts. <clears throat> yeah, the delts. I, I didn't mention them, but now that we're talking about it, mm -hmm. it's always been a, a point of view. Mm -hmm. uh, but he goes, Hey, man, I do four hundred push ups a day. I go, what? What else? He goes, I do 400 push-ups a day. <laughs> and I go, really? And you shared with me that how you and Joe Coy had this, you know, motivation thing going back and forth and you guys would push each other to do, you know, uh, several hundred push-ups a day. I was like, wow, this is incredible. Yeah. You still do it? No, I hurt my wrist. Oh, really? Yeah. How? Doing coke or doing push-ups? It was at the ER. Oh, uh, the ER. Getting my dick Ooh, checked. Now we know what you're doing with your dick, with your <laughs> wrist. Oh, sorry, man. This show is getting dirty way too fast. <laughs> no, I was playing Um, I was playing soccer with some friends, and uh, I fell on it, and it just like... Mm, so I've mm. been out for like maybe three months. But I've been doing pool workouts now. In the pool? Yeah. Okay. Where else would I do them? Oh, <laughs> pool workouts. I was just like... <laughs> so pool what, workouts what, what, what do you street? do in the pool? Um, I tread water for 30 minutes. You do what? I tread water for thirty minutes. Tread water? Mm -hmm. What? Like what? It's it's like you know what they did at the Titanic, but they didn't do too well. Uh. -uh. The Titanic, it was just fucking hanging. Yeah, but some people didn't have nothing to hang on. Oh, okay. So treading water. Okay. So I okay. was treading. I was treading water, and um, thirty minutes. It burns a lot of calories. Wow. Depending on your weight size, it can burn up to four hundred to six hundred calories. Okay. So exercise, I think that's, that's one thing that I think, and then you said meditation and meditation is such a, a vague word, but mm -hmm. it, once you got the physical moving, then you got to get the mental and the spirits. My you friend, know, my friend Natasha, she gave me, um, she gave me this meditation thing. Here, listen. Oh. Welcome back to your guided meditation. Today we will go on a journey. A journey to meet your twin self. Oh, damn. That makes me... That sounds sexy. Yeah. Well, that makes you horny, doesn't it? <laughs> You're like, ooh, batch. 
I'm here taking on a journey. Take your clothes off. <laughs> oh, you look sexy. How's the water workout going? Are you in the pool? Are you wet? I'm wet. <laughs> but yeah, that's the kind of meditation you do. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. No, but it's it's such a it's such a dope meditation. So, say what's what's like a goal of yours? Oh, uh, becoming the next biggest Persian Hugh Hefner. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, say you have a goal, right? To yeah. to be the next Hugh Hefner. Uh, in your guided meditation, um, she will say, Max, do this to walk you through the close your eyes, the deep breaths, the tightening and the loosening of your body, all the basic stuff. And then she'll say, after after all that's done, it goes into, um, now you're approaching a door. At this door, there is a mat. Now, think of things that are painful to you. Think of things that are negative to you. Take all of those and put it into a color. So what's a color? Pick a color. Orange. So take take all those pain and 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 misery and put it into the color orange and put the, put the mat an orange mat at this mm-hmm. door. So then now she says now that all this stuff is on that mat, walk over that mat into the door. Mm-hmm. So you walk through, meaning that you're leaving all your negative stuff behind and you're going into this door. You go into this door and then you see Max. You see future Max, who is you know you have <laughs> you see future max and um i want you to see how future max is behaving at this at this function how he's interacting with people how he's standing how he's holding his chest how he's uh when people are coming up to how they wave at him because they they admire him um she's saying visualize that see all of that take that in now i want you to go up to max and step inside of max now you are that max now you've become that max now how do you go around this party you know what I mean? Mm, and what that mm, does visually mm, mm. is it just puts you into who this future person is. And now you can walk today as you would five years from now. You know That's what I mean? beautiful, man. Yeah. And you're listening to this and jerking off the whole time? The whole time doing coke. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't wait. Couldn't you couldn't wait. wait. Oh, wait. shit. I'm over here, I'm over here <laughs> spilling my heart. I'm spilling my heart. <laughs> He's like, come on, I got this punchline, motherfucker. I got this punchline. Oh, <laughs> dude, are you a player? Am are I a you, player? Are you a player? Back in the day. Back in the day. In what the day? day? How long ago? Uh, Probably like six years ago, five, six years ago. Not, now you're just like, I'm done playing. Yeah. Yeah? Why, you want kids? Yeah, I want a couple by accident. By accident? Because mm-hmm. mm. you're afraid of, of literally trying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I want a couple. You? I want kids. How I want many? kids. Um, four. Four. Yeah. I feel like I'm one of those, like, you know, when you get a tattoo, then you want another tattoo, and then you want to get another tattoo. Yeah. I've yeah. never heard someone say four. I've heard three, max. No, like, I like four. to have four kids. Why four? Because I feel like even numbers, you know, it's better for Thanksgiving. You know, mm. two on this side, two on this side, me and mama. More you know money, I mean? though. More money? Yeah, it's fine. My Money is never a problem. You know, let me tell you why. I mean, I mean that in a spiritual Woo! way. I mean, I mean that in a oh, spiritual way. Oh, Max. Oh, Max. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> I mean that in a spiritual way. Uh-huh. They say every baby that comes to this world comes with his or her own blessings. Mm. It brings his or her own, you know, money blessings. So, mm. you know, they, they say that in a lot of different, you know, uh, spiritual contexts. <clears throat> so, you know, you, you kind of you do what's right for your family. You do your best. But you believe that every family member will bring so much, so much goodness to the whole family. Mm-hmm. So I figured, why not? You know, why not four? Right. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Ask your mom; she'll tell you in the business aspects of things. Yeah. <laughs> four is better. Four is a better number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just had a silly. We had a serious and a silly talk yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. It was um, good. dude, such a great conversation. Uh, we we talked about stand up. We talked about content. We talked about you being an old man we talked about how you uh meditate and jerk off at the same time i didn't know your porn is meditation that's oh, yeah. that's that's very a unique a lot of people don't know Not a lot of people you left out the coke that. too wow and you were talking about a, a podcast that's inspirational <laughs> i mean really thanks for sharing that side of you <laughs> And thank you for not sharing it on your Instagram. <laughs> right, right. Only here. Exclusive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, buddy, I can't wait to see you just shine. I can't wait to see you play your own arenas and 
I, I sincerely can't tell you how much I love for the world to take more opportunity and and get King Batch in their lives. Mm-hmm. Really, really. Because uh, doing this podcast gives me an opportunity to to dive into certain things with my friends that we won't we won't talk about this sitting in the green room of the Laugh Factory. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like just the stuff you shared about your family. And and more than anything, what I got out of this podcast is is your positive positivity, you know, like this weird shit that you're into, the secrets and all that stuff. Um that's that's helped you become Wait, you the man you too. are today. You read it too. Everybody did. Why'd you call it weird? I mean, that shit was the most po- the most popular thing ever. Why'd you call it weird? Not only I read the book, I nah, watched it I'm on. I watched it, I uh, watched it on uh, Netflix. Uh, wait, it's on Netflix? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can watch the whole thing on yeah, Netflix. You don't want to watch it. That's like oh, it's great. Now I get what people say when they're like. Oh, you watch Harry Potter? I read the book. Now I get it. You one of them. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, one of them. Yeah, I'm one of them. But but I, I I'm joking saying it's very. I think it's great. Yeah. Just the whole visualization, the whole, just anything in life that that gives you some sort of positive motivation is amazing, and it puts you on the right track. You said that helped you stay focused. Yeah. You said that helped you say no to a million dollars. The biggest mistake ever made in your life. But it, it, it kept you on the right track, right? Yeah. So hopefully you make that million back oh, soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we all know you made 10 times of that anyway. I'm going to rob this place. How do you think I'm going to get the money back? <laughs> Dude, I love you, man. Such a good fucking time with you. Thanks. Always. Always. Pleasure having you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Batch, you had it. Listen to this. Catch them on MySpace anytime, <laughs> any day. Peace. <laughs>